0: You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Lee, and I am here for deep soul-level conversations and connections about spirituality to step into a deeper understanding of what lies on the other side of the veil. As a social impact entrepreneur, founder of the Moon Temple Mystery School, high priestess and ritualist, I am shining a light on walking the awakening path and how it weaves into our daily lives. I invite you to take a deep breath. Leave what you know at the door and step into the mysteries with me. Um. Here we are. Thank you for coming back and joining me. Feels like it's been a minute since I've done a solo show and had all of these words that want to be expressed out of my body. And the timing is so perfect right now for me to spend this time with you. And thank you for joining me to spend this time with you discussing this word, this supercharged, super emotional, and to a lot of people, really scary word. And that's the witch. I'm coming off of a really big event that we held in Denver, Colorado called Witch Fest. And this was a biggie. This was a big event in so many ways. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. And then we're going to talk briefly about why this word right now is appearing everywhere. And not just within my own communities and those that I do coaching with and those that come through Mystery School It's not just there, it's everywhere. You're seeing this rise in our interest in freedom and liberation from the things that have tied us down and kept us in this society and culture that is only driven in certain areas that are really around the patriarchy or geared towards this ongoing capitalist society. And I'm not saying that I am not involved in business and that I am not involved in growth and that I don't believe that there is a place for us to create everything that we desire in any system that we desire. But this underlying tone of how we show up in the world, how we express the true nature of what's living deep in our soul, this is happening everywhere. I do believe that the changes that we've experienced in the last couple of years have been so profound and so important. And there are blessings in a lot of the difficulties we've faced. And I've talked about pandemic blessings in another podcast, and I'm not going to go into that today. And I am by no means discounting how difficult it has been for so many people and the amount of loss that we have experienced of life, not, not discounting that. But there have been some really positive changes that have come forward. And so let's talk about Witch Fest. (laughs) I'm laughing because there is so much to share. And I am one week post the event. And I'm still processing a lot of what occurred to me personally, not as the person that put on the event, but the person that led the rituals on stage in front of thousands of people, which I hear... And I, I haven't checked to to know if this is true or not, because I haven't sought it out, but I hear that the rituals have been posted on YouTube or posted on someone's page. There have been there were lots of people recording it, so I'm not sure, but you may be able to find them. You may be able to find them. You can look on your own. <laughs> so one week, post event. And here's what happened at Witch Fest. We partnered with Elitch Gardens, which is a theme park in Denver. And we held the event during their fright fest, which is you know haunted houses, rides. And to add the word "witch" into an entertainment type of event that was already taking place was very interesting. A lot of people had no idea what to expect. And about a month before the event, when I did a walkthrough at the park, there was someone at security that was allowing me in the back. And he asked me, what's your name? And I said, my name. And he kind of paused and he looked at me and he said, oh, so you're running Witch Fest? And I said, that's right. And he had a really surprised look on his face. And I looked at him and I said, why, does that surprise you? And he said, well, yeah. And I said, why? And he said, well, because I didn't know that you were a witch. And I asked him, well, what did you think that a witch looked like? And he was so taken aback by that question that he paused and he said and laughed, I don't know, maybe a broom or something. (laughs) And that theme reoccurred for weeks leading up to the event. And I recognize that for those people, any people that have not been involved in any type of spiritual work yet, or have not experienced transformational work that we do in so many different ways, not just as a witch, there's many different paths to transformation and to accessing the unseen worlds. There's so many ways to get there. And I'm only speaking in my experience and why I'm reclaiming the word witch. I'm only speaking in my experience, my knowledge. And for the hundreds, probably thousands of people that I work with by now, I'm only speaking from my experience. And there are lots of paths to transformation there's lots of spiritual paths, there's lots of witchcraft paths, there's lots of different ways. But for individuals who have not yet accessed the unseen worlds or acknowledged that what happens in their life is a co-creation of how they create energy and how they navigate this human existence, they don't know. So for weeks leading up to the event, I had a lot of really interesting questions so the event was planned to have lots of different amazing vendors. We truly had some of the best vendors from the state of Colorado and some out of state that came and had their wares, their handmade items, their witch tools, their, their crafted, handcrafted items. And it was, it really was just beautiful. There were so many amazing vendors and we had tarot and oracle readers. And we also had at the Moon Temple Mystery School tables, we had set up the opportunity for anyone that came through the park to be able to participate in honoring their own dead. Because our rituals for Witch Fest were really around honoring the dead. Because the veil is thin. Doesn't matter what religion or practice you follow during this time of year, there is tradition in every lineage that honors ancestors and those that have passed at this time of year. And so we offered this ritual that anyone can participate in, and they would come up to our table, and we had all of the priestesses in, in our program and other volunteers, other gifted spiritual beings of all kinds, providing people with the opportunity to honor their own dead. These were real rituals. Now, we did not tell people exactly what we were doing because it didn't matter, we were giving them the opportunity to embody, meaning bringing that experience and that feeling into their body of what it's like to honor their own loved ones. And we estimate between 850 and 1,200 individuals in a two-hour period of time came into these tables and got to experience an honoring of their own dead. Children, mothers, grandmothers, All kinds of individuals came and had deep emotional experiences. And we did it in a really short period of time. And my goal in setting that up was to just show people what's possible when we combine our spirit and our hearts into the unseen worlds. And that was beautiful. I wasn't at those tables during the event, and I'm still receiving feedback from those that participated in any capacity to the deep, deep emotion that they felt in those moments. Now imagine we were in a public place of the park and we were doing real rituals, real transformational work in a public setting where there was a lot of noise and other energies going on. And it just goes to show you that when you drop in deeply into your body and you connect either to another human or to the spiritual realm, that that transformation can take place in a very short period of time with very little tools because we are the magic. It lives within us. Our ability to shift consciousness, our ability to tap into those unseen worlds is possible for all of you. And if you're listening to the show, you probably already know that. But maybe not. Maybe you haven't experienced that. So the part of the night that is and was and continues to be the most transformative part of the night was the live rituals that we held on stage. We, in a 30-minute period of time, brought in priestesses from all across the United States, and we conducted high priestess rituals, and when those rituals concluded, I stepped in and, and led a live ritual to honor the dead. And this was super powerful because not only did we label this event with the word witch, but we conducted these rituals in a public way that honestly aren't really done publicly. And there is a lot of charge, energetic charges, to doing things publicly that have been kept underground. And they've been kept underground because for thousands and thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of women have died for doing what we did. In fact, there are still places in the world today where you can be charged with a crime for doing witchcraft. Do your research, look it up, it it exists. So we had this deep energetic charge going into this event, knowing that it was time. It was time, there are so many of us being activated right now on the planet to bring what has previously been hidden, because fear for our lives, and fear for being ostracized from our communities, for having access to ancient wisdom, for acknowledging that we are these super powerful beings that can go into the unseen worlds. We have kept that. We have kept that hidden. We've kept it in small groups. And, and in my mystery school, we still do that in some ways. Some of the work that we do is so deep and so transformative that we do it in sacred containers, not because we aren't doing it publicly, But because of the very personal transformation people experience, they step into the programs in containers. So whenever you're listening to this, if you're feeling this interest in this transformational experience, then visit us at Moontempleschool.com. We are making lots of changes, always changes on the sites, on my websites, sites, my website. But check it out. See what's there. See what's available. There's always going to be a self-study option. There's always going to be an option to step into the next round of the high priest, high priestess class, and whatever else, whatever offerings are there, see what what calls to you. And if not my mystery school, our mystery school, go somewhere else, find someone to help you. Because here's what I know. Science, and this is a study that came out recently in the last 24 months, science is telling us that they believe anywhere from 40 to 50% of the population on the planet right now has experienced some type of mystical or psychic, I'm going to call it experience. They have experienced something transformative, but we don't live in a culture that has the access to support, acknowledge, and facilitate more of it. So that means that half of us on this planet have experienced accessing the unseen worlds even without doing it on purpose. They've accessed it. They've accessed energetic shifts or some change in themselves or some synchronicity or some wild experience and they chalk it up to, oh, that was just wild. That was crazy. And they don't facilitate it or foster it anymore. So find a place that can help you foster and facilitate the magic that lives within inside you, however that looks for you. Because it is possible. I had I had a great evening with a, a dear friend of mine last night, and he was explaining to me that, you know, he he listens to me, and, and I know that our conversations often go deep, and he comes from a very strong Catholic background. And so we we talk, we talk openly. And he was saying that a couple of weeks ago, him and his wife were talking around about his brother who he hasn't seen in thirty years. And then the the conversation shifted to his brother's child, who so his niece that he hasn't seen since she was like 18 months old, who is now a grown adult. So many, 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 many years of no communication. And the day after him and his wife had this conversation, just wondering how they are, if they're still alive, where they are, he received a message through Facebook from this niece of his that he has not seen since she was 18 months old, and she's like 32 years old now. And his eyes were so alight with energy at possibility. He's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like how, like what? I, I, nothing I know in my life gives me meaning to be able to explain that. So we went deep into an explanation of energy and how we're all connected, not just connected to each other, but connected to all of the living things on this earth—the plants, the animals the earth itself that holds a magnetic charge, which you can feel simply by spending time bare feet or bare body on the earth, we're all interconnected. And energy is felt across time, places, and realities. So having a deep conversation around someone often results in that person randomly reaching out to you. And I know if you're listening to this that you have experienced that and it can feel wild. So going back to... Why are we reclaiming the witch now? Here's what I believe. I believe the time has come for us to be brave and clear the wounding, the witch wounding, the many, many, many generations that we have been carrying this underground deep within our soul out of fear. It's almost like this magical part of our body has been like shoved deep, deep, deep into our pockets and like held there, out of safety. It had to, it had to. 100 years ago, 50 years ago, if you did this work publicly, not only would you risk being ostracized from your communities and your families and people would think you are weird, but you could be tried and killed. Going back to 1500s, 1600s, the 1700s, A simple Google search will tell you how many people died from being healers, midwives, working with plants as medicines and tinctures, or even if you were just a woman that happened to have an abundance of water on your property, or even being a woman that owned a property without a man could get you killed for being a witch. The stories and the wounding that we carry for being who we are. And this is for men and women, because there were a lot of men in many of those years who were married to the women that died or who were associated with them. And if they stood up for them or they acknowledged that the life that they live was to be of service, they died too. So there is this deep seated part of all of us where the magic lives, where we work in the subconscious areas, because the truth, the magic often lives in our subconscious because our conscious right now is not accessing that on a regular basis. And we do not live in a culture or in a system that fosters that knowledge coming forth. But if you're here listening to me, you know that that's the work that I'm doing. And I often wonder, you know, why, why, why am I tapped at this lifetime or did I, why did I choose this lifetime to come in and do this work at this level? Because it, trust me, I'm still processing witch wounding too. It lives in me. It lives in all of us. So to be able to step onto stage at Witch Fest and do these rituals publicly transformed me for weeks leading up to it, I was in a very inward state. I was very much in the process of, it's almost like I lived in a ritual state. I lived in a shifted consciousness state. I was in the alpha state. I'm going to give you other words. I was in my subconscious. I was in the unseen realms for weeks and weeks leading up to it. And for those close to me or those that were at the event, you know that I'm calling that, that I was in the swamp because I was in the swamp transmuting layers and layers and layers of energy and spirits that have died for doing this work and accepting that it was a great blessing to be able to do it in this way and knowing that I wanted to be of service to show people what's possible. And so this layer that we're shedding or layers, these generational wounds that we've carried for a very long time, they are lifting they are lifting. And so what does it mean to be a witch, you might ask? And I am not talking about the Hollywood version of what you know a witch to be. That's part of this work is stripping away, stripping away even the need for the title, like the supercharged word of witch is being used because it has power. But really, if we take the title away, and we take the Hollywood version away, what is it to be? Someone connected to their truth. And accessing their subconscious and utilizing the full knowledge that we are co creating our life. That our words, our thoughts, our actions create energy, which results in the reality that we live as humans. And we can get to those places of co-creation in many ways. You do not have to be casting spells or rituals or calling it that. You are already casting spells and rituals by the words that you use, by the intentions that you put forward, by how you live your life. A couple of really interesting examples that I see this time of year are around things like vision boarding and setting goals for next year. And I do that too. But when we do that and we only do it with, this is what my brain thinks that I want. I'm going to write out all of my goals for next year, meaning you're only using the neck up of your body when you're creating goals. This happens, right? We, we use our neck up. So we're just using our mind. We're just coming up with what our mind thinks that we want and we don't go any deeper. And then at the end of the year, you look at what, you know, what your vision board looked like or what your list of goals were and you wonder, huh? I did all the work that I I was told that I could do to create a really great year. And and I don't understand why did that not happen? Because here's the truth. If you're working just from the neck up, you're missing the most important part of co-creating your life. And that is energetic alignment. That is connection to how you feel. And I hate to tell you this, but it also requires you doing some work to go deep and shed the layers, the things that are stopping you from believing in you and what is possible. And sometimes we have to really look at if we can't envision it, and I don't mean envisioning it just in your mind. I mean envisioning it in your body. What will it feel like? How will it look? Who will I be If everything on my vision board or my goals happened, how will I feel? Like, what what is that version of me going to feel like? That's the juice behind planning for your future. And I won't go any deeper into that because I have talked about that before. But that's that's a, a real tangible example right now of how when you do that work to tap into the feelings, into the subconscious, into the unseen realms and call support in, not just from your own soul, but from the spirits that walk amongst us. That's witch that's which work. That's an example of witch work. We also do it this time of year when we create a beautiful pot of soup or lasagna for our neighbor who's sick. We go into our kitchen and we create something. And I know m- most women who like to cook, cook for other people intentionally when they need it. That's a ritual. That's a spell. That's here. I'm giving you my energy as love to feel better there are so many examples and i'm i'm being very conscious of the time so i won't give you more examples but i'm trying to strip away what you might think that a witch is to give you new definition of connecting to your body of getting out of just the mind of taking away the layers of what our culture deems is a successful life because joy peace and happiness I mean, come on, we already know that that does not come with what is in your bank account. It might make life a little less stressful, but that is not the definition of joy and happiness. Fulfillment, those things come from deep within your body. And the paths to this shifted consciousness state do not have to be under the heading of which that does a ritual or does spells. It can be done through meditation. It can be done through circles and all different types of rituals, it's totally possible. It's almost like I heard this really great example that I want to share with you on what it's like to do transformational work, what it's like to do witch work, what it's like to do men's work or women's work or self-development work. It's, it's imagining that the vision that you have with, you know, your glasses on right now, that you take those glasses off and you decide to clean them. And you clean them. So you do the work. You go You go deep to strip away old conditioning, old belief systems, you know, families that have put beliefs on you that don't resonate, the challenges, the trauma, the things that you have experienced in this lifetime, that you take those glasses off and you know that all of that is distorting the lens at which you see the possibilities of life. And so you clean those lenses. You do the work. We call that shadow work we call that embodiment practices. We call that transformational work. So what happens is when you clean the lens of your glasses, and then you put them back on, it's like, whoa, wait a minute here. Everything looks different. Everything feels different. That's what it's like to do witch work. That's the reference I'm using, is that it's possible for us to go deep. And it's possible for us to cross into, I keep using the words unseen worlds, other senses, psychic abilities, all different types of ways of interpreting what your eyes can't see, that maybe you see it only in your mind's eye. I just love that example. I think it's so pertinent. And so if you're, if if you're, if you're, interested in going deeper into understanding the true meaning of abundance. And I say that with like a heightened voice, abundance, because really the most important piece is about alignment. You being in in alignment for with or for what is truly calling you. And to do that, you need to be connected to your body and get out of just the mind. And we're all learning this all the time, all of us, new levels, new ways all the time, me as well. And so Witch Fest was this opportunity for the people that were in the audience to experience what it's like to just feel this shifted energy, even if they had no idea what was occurring. And I'm told that there were thousands of people watching. I have vague recollections of who was in the audience. And the feedback, I have hundreds of messages that I'm still filtering through. So if you've messaged me about the event, thank you. I will get to you of the experience for them that nobody had any idea what to expect. Nobody had any idea what it meant for a witch to step on a stage and do a ritual. And so today, and in an upcoming class that I have called... called. Reclaiming the Witch, the same as this show. And depending on when you're listening to this, that class may have been passed and there will be a way for you to access it. Just go to the site. We are going to dive into this work. We're going to talk about bringing in the elements. We're going to talk about creating rituals that are petitions to the universe because you are co-creating your life, like it or not. Believe it or not, you are. You are co-creating your human experience in this moment. And we're going to talk about that. That is witch work whatever path you get to that, or whatever term you want to use, everybody is welcome. So Reclaiming the Witch class is coming up, and we will be experiencing that all together, just as everyone did that was in the audience at WitchFest. Fest. And I know that there's a lot of people still processing what in the heck they saw happen. <laughs> I had a message recently that said, um, I had no idea that that's what it was going to feel like and that I have not been able to stop dreaming about what took place on stage. So I've reached out to this individual and invited them into mystery school or invited them into ways that they can explore their own path because I know the transformation is possible for all of us. We can step into understanding how to co-create life on our terms by going deep into our wisdom centers, by going into the ancient mysteries. By connecting deeper to the earth, by connecting deeper into the energies that are around us all the time. That when we go about our human existence, we often forget is there and available to us 24-7. And we might use a lot of tools, divination tools, practices, different things that we set up to acknowledge our power in altars or in practices. We could use lots of different tools to bring in that energy, that feeling, to set ourselves up, to go into shifted consciousness states deeper. But the truth is, you are the magic. It lives within you. No additional tools are needed. You might need to learn new ways of operating your body, new ways of breathing, new ways of moving, new ways of connecting new ways of being able to envision what's possible because we truly cannot achieve something if we can't see it as possible. So learning how to vision what you desire and how it will feel in your body and combining that with practices such as just learning to breathe differently. Totally possible. So we're reclaiming the witch in real authentic ways. You may choose to reclaim the witch and focus only on working with candle magic. You may desire to read about crystals and listen, those are so valid. Candle magic is actually the element of fire, and fire is super powerful. We all contain the fire element within our body. So, calling that in through candle magic is actually just accessing the great wisdom of fire. You may wish to work with crystals. And you may be called to what's shiny and how it feels in your hands. Wonderful. Great. That's earth energy. Every stone and every rock that's been formed on this planet contains an electromagnetic energy that you can feel. Great. Do it that way. You may desire, like me, to spend a lot of time working with plants, medicine, tinctures, herbs, natural ways that our body is already connected to these living things. And that's wonderful. That's amazing. There are so many ways in which you can reclaim what the witch is to you. And it is going to require you to go deep and be willing to shed layers of conditioning so you can be the truth of what is inside of you and wants to come out. You can do this. I would love to support you on that journey. If if the class has not taken place yet, if the Reclaiming the Witch class has not taken place yet, feel free to look for that replay. You will find it on Moontempleschool.com. Somewhere, somehow, it will be there. I would be honored to walk that journey with you. But my invitation today to you is to find that deepest center of you, inside of you, that has experienced the mystical, the magic that lives in your world. I know that you've experienced in some way and follow those threads wherever it takes you. More reading, more studying, more meditation, more breath practices, more classes. Find a container, find a place that will foster where that magic lives and how you can develop more of it into your everyday life. Because truly, if we cannot develop this magic in a way that is applicable into our everyday living, then we're missing a piece because we're still humans. We're still here in the third density in the 3D. We are still here living that experience. So integrating the two. So we are not just moonlighting as witches and doing work at night and then totally disregarding everything that we have available to us when we go to our jobs or when we go to the PTA meetings or when we interact with our family. And not that you need to advertise what you're doing and how you're doing it, but you, the feelings, your body, the state that you operate this world in, we have to integrate it into being human. So that's my invitation for you today. Join us at Moontempleschool.com and Witch Fest 2022 is booked. We will be live at Elitch Gardens again, October 21st and 22nd, so mark your calendars. Thank you for listening, and I will be back with you again soon. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there.